eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. me, I would be very upset, pissed also. And listen, people, overall, the guy is well in control. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael, alongside Ryan Villapoto. Got to thank our sponsors. Before we get going, like always, United Motorsports, Quad Lock Case, and of course, Boxo USA. We appreciate you guys. Uh, jumping on board. You're great partners. And again, we appreciate you. And uh, first of all, RV, I got to say one heck of a job last week. Thanks for uh, substituting and, and, and filling in and massive shout out to uh, Davey Coombs for, for coming on board. Uh, I listened to the show and first and foremost, again, you did a great job. Uh, it was super informative, some great insight and uh, yeah. The, so good job, man. That was a, uh, thank you. you thank you. Doing it or what? Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. I was a bit nervous coming in, but with a with a co-host like Davey Coombs, you know, I, there's a lot of times I'm like I'm watching the clock, right? And I'm like, Davey, we need to cut it off. You're talking too much, you know. So, but it was good, you know, as a managing the show and things like that, and good insight from him. You know, he's been around the sport obviously forever. So, yeah. um, there's only one Davey Coombs, you know. So he's uh, it was good to have him on. Yeah, that was good. It was a good show. Great job. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to uh, to listen to you guys. And uh, again, I appreciate it and uh, proud of you for the job that you did. And thank you, man. We uh, I went to High Point this weekend. It was a lot of fun to be back. That's the first uh, promoter cross race that I've been to this year. But nevertheless, it was exciting. Um, dude, that place got so much rain on on Friday, as we talked about on the broadcast. And of course, I'm sure as you have heard. Uh, so it was wetter than anticipated and, and made it more challenging. I feel like for the guys, but nevertheless, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was interesting. There's no doubt. It was cool to, uh, to, to have Kenny back and, uh, but to get right into it, uh, you know, I go to that 250 class and then you hear the news after, uh, after the final moto and the overall mm. about this, uh, red cross flag that uh, Hunter jumped on and we got some tape about that and we have uh, Hunter's Hunter's view on it and, and what he had to say. So are you aware of the penalty that was assessed to you? Yeah, it was. I think it sucks. Yeah, yeah it was. Apart from that, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that was a bummer. I think we actually have some replay of it too. Of, of um, here it is, you know, red cross flag out to the right. Um, it's a little step up. To be honest, as a racer, as like for me looking into this, I would be very upset, pissed, also, um, especially because I feel like red cross flags are for you know a majority of them are or for guys that are actually hurt that are down on the ground when they're being assisted by by the Alpenstars mobile medical unit or flaggers or things like that. This guy was already up. 
Um, also too, I know there's lights on there. It's a step up. It wasn't a blind jump. So look, yeah. I get it. I get there's rules. There has to be rules, but I also think that where the red cross flag is pulled and how is, uh, how it's pulled, um, and all those things have to come into considerate consideration. Yeah. If I was team manager, if I was Lars, I would be trying to protest it. I don't know if there's anything that, you know, really a leg to stand on, but like Hunter said, I would be pissed. Um, yeah. you know. I think that, yeah, for sure. You, you're exactly right. It, like safety first and foremost. And, and you brought up something really good, RV, about like the guy wasn't even down. He was actually riding. On it. He was yes. Off. So I think that the officials got it wrong. Um, and I'm not the, I don't, I'm not trying to be insensitive, whatever, what whatsoever, but I mean, dude, the guy was cranking his motorcycle up. He was going, mm. it really wasn't a, like, I shouldn't, I'm not even going to say it was a, uh, it doesn't matter the size of the jump, but regardless, yeah, I think, I think, but it wasn't blind. It wasn't wrong. a blind, not jump, right. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a blind jump. There was, oh. I think like, like to say, I think they definitely got it wrong on, yeah. uh, on, on the, on the penalty. I think they should have looked at it and you can see Hunter turns around. We're watching, you know, re re video and you can see he turns around and he goes, Oh man, I just, I, he realized after the fact of what had happened. In, it would uh, be great. It would be, you know, it'd be great to, to know um, is like, was the dude hurt or like, was he laying there for a little bit or did he just stall the bike or, you know, like what, like why the red cross flag in that situation? I understand that like it, it's on a jump, but you and I have been in millions of races where the yellow flag's going when a dude falls down on an outdoor motocross track or supercross track and the rhythm lane for that matter, or the whoops, yep. the flags going, the guys are, they're sitting ducks. So like, I wonder what happened there. It'd be interesting to uh, talk to the officials and get some uh, more wording on that to exactly like why the red cross. So to your point, uh, like, yes, that Lars have any a leg to stand on? Probably not. Cause it's right there on, on video. He blatantly jumped it. But at the same time where I do think Lars is uh, case has a case to, to lobby against is, uh, dude, the guy was up and moving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. And there was nobody on the track helping the individual, right, of the rider down. So to me, I feel like we say we've jumped on lots of jumps, full-size triples and supercross, right. rhythm sections, whoops. Um, and there's always, we're always dealing with lit yellow flags every now and then. So yeah. to, I feel like that was a very, a, a really premature pulling of, of, a, of a red cross when, when we know the red cross is supposed to be wheels on the ground. So now it, it leads you to believe that we're going to be, you're going to see a red cross in certain scenarios where it shouldn't be. And now you're going to have guys push the limits more. Yeah. If, you know, it, uh, looking at this footage, like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to stretch, you're going to stretch the limits a bit here because they're going to, they could pull it, um, you know, anytime. And it should be only pulled for when a rider is when we have issues on the motorcycle track. Yeah. Um, so you've been to, you've been to several, you've been to, I think the first three of the yep. motor, uh, motocross races. I only went, this is my first one. And then like my download from, from the whole weekend was a lot of the same, I think in the 250 class. Uh, but as an overall, as, as an event, uh, it, it was fun. The chat, the track was different every single time that they got on the track like that first, what is it? The warm up practice. 
Mm. I mean, that, that was pretty much a joke. The guys couldn't really do anything. The track was completely trashed because I mean, I heard, I heard there was bikes. He's seizing up clutches and overheating, boiling water. Some of them, some privateers, I'm sure blew some bikes up. I heard it was pretty sticky and nasty in that first, first practice. Yeah, it was dude. It was uh, it was certainly a quagmire. I mean, what Hunter's bike, um, it DNF'd in the, in that practice. So he was pushing his bike back. I think a couple other riders, uh, certainly had issues, but nevertheless, it was fun. Like I said, uh, to, uh, the 450, kind of the same stuff with the exception of Ken coming back. And then the 250, dude, we keep talking about it, but that fifth to like 13th place, you're right. I mean, it's just like, you just never know. Like Kitchen yeah. is a perfect, perfect example of it. Um, you know, he, he did great the first moto and then the second moto, he's like, where is the dude? Yeah. You know, it's inconsistent. You know, you kind of see this from some of the lights class guys, um, that really can't get it together. You know, Levi's one of those that, that has had some, um, struggles early on Colorado seemed like he had a breakthrough with his, some of his, with his riding, a um, little bit better finish. We have a better moto finish for Levi here at high point, but then struggled in, uh, in moto two, same thing with, with Joe Shimoda too. Like, honestly, yeah. I was expecting, um, Joe to be better, yeah. Um, than he is and yeah, and certainly. you know when when joe's on he can slice through the pack uh, like nobody's business like he's one of the one of the better guys out there he's a championship contender but he can't be laying down i mean i watched coming down the hill uh after the start in that first yeah. moto i think it was that was blatantly his from what it looked like for me just tucked the front end it was yeah. muddy greasy down there what yeah. of uh I, I guess a rookie mistake you know yeah. like he can't be giving up this many positions and points and then decide to come back. And, and it's not when you have Hunter being very consistent, you have uh, Hayden being very consistent. Um, yeah. You know, there's a handful of guys out there that are, that are consistent, but you have Joe, you have uh, RJ um, Levi that haven't been right. So those guys can't afford to, to give up that much real estate. Right. No, you're, you're exactly right. And honest. Yeah. I was bummed to see Joe go down like that because I was writing some notes down, uh, last week, just kind of getting prepped for the weekend. And one of the things like after the weekend, I was re going through my notes and just kind of seeing what I got wrong and some of the things that I might've been right on. And, and some of the notes that I wrote on Joe was like, Hey, this guy, he, he has the speed to win and he, he gets better as the season goes on. Uh, especially if you go for you take last year into consideration. I mean, he was he was one of the guys. It was him, mm -hmm. Jet, and Hunter. And I keep thinking that we're going to see that from him. Those type of rides, and it, it's little things, you know, mm -hmm. like exactly like you said. And I feel like I'm probably being a little tough on Joe, but dude, you're exactly right. That first corner, I mean, it's muddy. He should know better than that. The caliber of rider that he is now. With that said, look, we're all human and we make mistakes. But I think when the track is like that, uh, you have to be a little, you have to have a little more awareness. And I agree with you. It's, uh, I don't think he's hitting the mark like he should, in my opinion. I, I agree. I agree, man. Like, uh, you know, it looks like Tom Biel too, you know, put in a stellar performance in Moto2. His bike was um, awesome, by the way. Yeah, he. I watched him, and and, and look, it was I, you. You said it on the broadcast. Definitely a little more of a European style track. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't uh, balls to the walls, wide open everywhere. Kind of like we see some of our track, like Hangtown, like Paula was initially. Um, Colorado, very much similar to this, but he went down, um, coming down the downhill. Uh, but this one here, High Point, uh, bike looked good. It just looked like you had to really be patient, take your time. 
um, you know, and, and ride, try to ride as free as possible. But those, you know, it's very hard, as you know, those ruts are unbelievably long at high point. Um, so I, you can tell your rider or any rider loose is better, but to once you get out there, it's like, you're just in a slot car and it's very yeah. hard to ride, ride loose. Cause you're fighting the motorcycle the whole time. Mm-hmm. He, he seemed like he, uh, that second moto when we were talking about him on the broadcast too, to your point, like, I don't know, man, he found like some, some excellent lines. Like, I don't know. He felt like he didn't look like he was struggling even and talked about it. If you listen to the, uh, to his, his, uh, interview, post-race interview he talked about how it was very similar to uh some of the gp tracks and the conditions wet in the morning then get got ruddy and so it was cool to see see him do well but shifting gears to uh rj hampshire and Mm. i'm not going to speak too much on it because i want you to i want to hear what you have to say about it but he's in the lead right he's he's got a pretty pretty decent manageable lead uh, probably, I can't remember what lap it was when, when you're watching this until, until he goes down, like what, what, like what, what are you thinking, you know, at this point while you're watching? Yeah. You know, so this is moto one we're watching here and he just came over, over that rise there and pushed the front. Obviously Deegan was able to get by him and now we're watching Deegan go down with the lapper and then RJ stalking stalking Hayden and was able to make the pass and, and, uh, you know, in this turn here, they get together just a little bit great racing, by the way, like, um, you know, RJ, if he could just be more consistent and we keep talking about the consistency, especially in this class, um, everybody's all over the board. Like right here, I have results three, one for Hunter one, seven for RJ Hayden, two, six, Joe, seven, three, uh, VL 11, two chance eight, five, you know, so it's all over the board. Right. So, um, but I do have to say that RJ being that uh, the veteran that he is in this class, like, um, I, 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 I do have to say that I, I bet his team expects, expects more, um, trying to reach those, get those consistent motos, right. Hunter's really the only one that's been able to, um, salvage any motos. Yeah, I like to watch this. This is second moto in the start. And and that's RJ on the inside. He's wearing the purple gear. And then watch, he just grabs a handful. There's his teammate, Jalik Swole. We're watching the replay when Jeez. they put, Yeah, when they when he comes together with his teammate. Obviously, he was super upset about it. When I say upset, RJ was upset about that move and what transpired there after the uh, uh after the race. He talked about it when we had an opportunity to talk to him. I think it was for his podium speech, but uh if you're coaching, if you're coaching RJ Hampshire and you're, you're telling us all viewers and the listeners, like he needs to be more consistent. What do you tell him to make him more consistent? You know, it's, you know, that's a very hard one without really knowing, but just from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I, I, the kid has the speed, he's got the talent. He's, you know, he's one of the hardest workers out there. He sticks to it even with, you know, a first turn crash like that and works his way up. Mm-hmm. Um, to a seventh, you know, it's, 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 he doesn't have to show the, that speed every single time. It's about managing the race too, putting yourself in a good position there. That replay that we just watched to me, he's seen Julie coming around the outside. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to fade out. Well, he faded way like basically into the side of him instead of giving his teammates some room there. Um, that's the last thing you want to do. And maybe it hooked up something that I can't see in it. The rear tire hooked up and, and he went straight or whatever happened. But, um, once again, he's on the ground. How are you supposed to race with, with Hunter when he's going three, one? Um, 
Yeah. You know, and Hayden, Hayden, you know, in second in points right now with a two six, right? Like that's fairly consistent. So, um, it's tough, you know, I think as a, as a trainer, or as what he should be doing, I mean, I could, we could sit here and throw mud at the wall, but like, um, and, and see what sticks. But I think for him, yeah. he's just, he's got to like get his mind in his, in, in his racing just to rel almost relax a little bit. Like yeah. it's not, you're better. You're, you're substantially better than most of these guys. You should be right. So yeah, I mean, I think just a little bit, I think he should be, I think he should be on the, on the podium every single mm. time in my opinion. And like the reason that I ask you, cause like, yeah, we know he needs to be consistent, but like, what are you telling him? And I, I, I just, if I was helping him RV, I'd be like, dude, like to, to what you said, take a step back. You don't have to set fastest lap all the time, but be more aware, dude. If you know that the ruts are going to be a certain way, like guard on the side of, okay, you don't have to go full send. Be careful if you're leaning it over, like, you know, just, just be more aware because I feel like some of the crashes that he's had is he just, he was lacking that awareness, you know, like he wasn't mm -hmm. anticipating, like, let's just say a berm to blow out or like what it was at Paula, he leaned the bike over and it went over the, over the rut. So it's just, and, it, and it's little stuff like that. And I, I know that he's riding with great guys that have that kind of awareness, you know, at the Baker factory. So anyhow, I hate to see it because I, I love his determination. I love how he lays it all on the line. I just, I, I wish that he could seal it up more because I think he's deserving of it, you know? So anyhow, that's what I think. of. I agree. I agree. There definitely needs to change up the program of some, some way, some form to, yeah. to get that consistency to be there because that's really the only, he's not lacking speed. Um, mm -hmm. Seems like Husqvarna has that bike um laying some power down because the last yeah. few starts um Dude, he's how about getting, that right yeah he's been getting great starts right so he's putting himself in a great position he's just making these little mistakes that are really detrimental to his to his season hey when you were watching the uh broadcast this weekend and uh the the first news that i heard when i got there on friday to the track was how uh Deegan and that monster energy star yamaha team had tested with them i guess they uh, had a have opportunity to talk to some people flying home yesterday that, that that are on that team and they said they did a lot of stuff a lot of changing just getting uh just getting hidden more comfortable i said on the on the broadcast and part of this could be because he is he's getting better and he's getting confidence but i thought that his bike looked a lot better and when i say that i'm meaning like it wasn't stepping out as much and he rides that ragged edge. Like he goes, mm. he sends it. We all know that. But did could you notice anything to like where maybe he was a little less, I wouldn't call it twitchy, but the bike wasn't stepping out as much or was it hard for you? Well, I, I, I think yes. And, and, and why I say that is obviously we had, we have, we had Hangtown, we had Paula, two tracks that are kind of similar in their own way, um, different dirt conditions, but not very ruddy, not very deep. Um, Paula got rough. And, right. and, but a different, and then we went to Colorado. Right. And then I would say that was our first, if anybody had a fire drill on Monday, they probably had it after, after Colorado, because these guys haven't seen conditions like that in a long time, right. uh, majorly ruddy rough. Uh, so setting your bike up for certain, you know, not to say they set up for certain conditions, but right. I've been to your, been to the farm. Um, yep. it's, it's a, there's some clay based spots and a little sandy spots, but you don't get the really sticky, ruddy, grabby stuff, um, that used that we saw this weekend at high point And we, that we saw at, 
um, Colorado. So I could see them going back and, and definitely putting some time into making the, the bike a little easier to ride, less grabby with ruts so that they don't have to hang on so tight. They can ride a little more free and in their zone more. So, um, yeah, I do think that they, that more than one team, but like to you have the information that star, they went back and worked on that. Yeah. I would agree that I think that they, they de definitely made some progress. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It looked good to me. Uh, a couple notables before we, uh, Switch gears to the premier class. Uh, hey, two guys, Ryder D looked awesome this weekend. Pretty good starts, both motos. And then, of course, uh, Chance Hymas, uh, he did really well. was running up front there for a while. So both of those guys, I think, uh, did really well and continue to grow and progress. And, 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 and some of the notes that I wrote for this weekend, I haven't even talked to you about this, but one thing I'm looking for is like those two guys, Chance and Ryder D, to – can they go from instead of one moto getting fifth and then the next mm. moto getting 12th, can they go from, okay, fifth to their worst moto is like a seventh or an eighth. Can they make that jump to not get outside of the top 10? And so when I'm watching these races, like those are the fun things that I'm looking for. And can these guys answer the bell? And I think that the two rookies did a great job. Uh, did a they really did. Good job. They, they, they did swapping moto uh, finishes. Chance was an eight five and yeah. Ryder went five eight. So they swapped moto finishes. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think that they're they're both right off the cuff there. I think Chance yeah. a little bit closer. He's already he's had a taste of leading some laps um, recently. And, uh, you know, I think he's he's right there. Same with Ryder. I think Ryder's just outside the bubble. Um, mm. And and for these young kids, you know, like I think like we've said before, there's like 13 factory motorcycles out there. And some of the, some of the, you know, the age gap or the experience that we see guys from like RJ Hampshire, for example, that's been in the class or Joe, that's been in the class for five or so years. Um, yes, Joe's still young, but he's been there for a while. He's he, a lot longer. He's got the experience of the racing and all that. I definitely see that these guys by the end of outdoors, um, with like, like finishes, like you said, five, five, six, five inside the yeah. top and, um, both motos and then what's to come for next year is the big question for both of those two and the yeah. rookies, because they'll have a season of outdoors underneath their belt from chance to rider. Um, the, you know, so I, I think we see big improvements, big strides for next year with those two rookies. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, what, what's so good when they get those starts, dude, I think they learn the, the, what they're learning is invaluable, no matter, you know, how much they're out the practice track with these guys. I mean, at least that I felt RV, the best way that I was learning when I was younger was like, if I could get up there with like Lammy and, and K-Dub and uh, you just learn so much that pace, how they charge breaking points where they're accelerating all that stuff. And I, I personally think that what they're learning there when they get good starts goes a long ways. I agree. Yeah. Um, Justin Cooper hate it for that guy. Um, he was second in points. That was a gnarly get off dude. Here you go. Oh. Yeah. Those rollers, the, the left hand, you know, rollers that high points always had goes down. looks like he just lost the rear. And I know like to the fans perspective, I know for your information, I should say is everybody was running these paddle tires, which we, which is the right move but I will say high point has such a hard clay base in some areas. We've seen it. Here's some photos of him in the hospital with looks like a seatbelt just burnt a hole down his chest and up his neck. Um, yeah. So bummer to see that, but they're running the paddle tire. And I know that high point you do too. The, the clay base in some spots is so shiny, so slippery, so hard that 
really got to manage the rear tire when it's in, when, when you see those conditions where this first practice, where he went down 90% of it was probably a muddy condition. And it, you know, and then he just, there was one of those slippery spots that just exposed itself. Um, and those tires do not work very well. The paddle tire does not work very well on that shiny clay stuff. No, do you RV, if you, you put yourself there this weekend, are you gambling on the fact that you'll, you'll cut your losses on the start and go with a tire that works better everywhere else? Are you going full scoop just to get the whole shot and then try to manage it on the rest of the track? If I was there that weekend and I was racing, I would be, I would be managing the motorcycle track and I would pick the, the, the paddle just for the, for the start. Cause really? I see how it, I, I would, yes, I hated the paddle tire and I know new and the new, I think there's like three or four versions since I've raced it. So I'm sure it's a lot better, but even still the tread pattern does not promote to be well on hard pack stuff. So, but I, I second moto, I would have went with, with a cutback tire, I believe, um, which is a standard standard tire, more of a, the tire they see at all the races that they run. Um, I don't know the, the, the tread pattern of it, but I standard tire and they cut the, the back knob on every other one to essentially make you a, a scoop, um, more distance in between the paddle or in between the, the, the lugs on the tire. Um, I would have chose that for moto two, but moto one, I don't see how you couldn't have not ran the, the paddle. Wow. That's, that's good stuff. I never, we never, the reason I ask you that because I, we never had like the full paddle, like what you guys did. So it's just, I mean, obviously we, we tried to run one that had as much scoop as possible. I think it was probably what the guys or what you're explaining you would have used in yes. the second moto. I think that was the closest thing we had to what, it, what those guys are running today as a paddle. Well, uh, Justin, I hope you feel better. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be sore. Uh, I heard from his sources that, uh, he's going to be okay. He's going to be sore. Uh, he, he had a hole in his like esophagus, like trachea. Crazy. Uh, yeah. But those things, uh, they heal up, they heal, uh, on their own. I don't think there's much you can do other than just, just rest it. But, uh, from what I had heard, it would hit, it had already started to close up. Uh, switching gears, 450. Man, it was great to have Kenny there. That was a nice. That was. Yeah, right. That was a nice mm. surprise. Were you expecting that? Actually, we got a little insight from Davey on the show, the the show a uh, week before, and he's like, "Sounds like we're getting, you know." And yeah. And, uh, so we kind of we kind of knew. I was I was stoked for it. Um, Kenny's always a he's always a um. I always like to watch Kenny Kenny race. He's very pretty smooth and and uh takes creative lines we got him on screen here passing uh master pool and uh and then garrett marshbanks look just dragging the leg man the ruts were so deep <laughs> and the problem is too ricky man once you stick your leg in the in in the mud it's so sticky it wants to pull you off you can't get your foot back out of it it's like right you know so it definitely makes it tough but it was good like man honestly pretty much the only person that's gave a jet for a run for his money so far this year so Right. Um, yeah. From, I, a, from a racing perspective, I, from a fan's perspective, I, I was stoked to see some 450 battling because it's, to be honest, it's been a little boring watching Jet just ride around at 70%. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, going back to Davey kind of saying that, I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't know that I believed it at the time, but nevertheless, it was cool. It was a nice surprise. And I'm glad that it wasn't just uh, fake news what happened there. And yeah, to your point, it was a lot of fun. To watch, to watch uh, Jet be challenged and basically keep his mind occupied. Um, I talked to Jet a little bit 
yesterday. We had a four hour delay leaving Pittsburgh and uh, he said he wasn't, he, he didn't feel that great on the bike because of the conditions. They were trying stuff and I uh, even talked about it on his, on his post race, but here's a uncharacteristic mistake by jet. And a lot of people, I was reading something earlier today. It's like, see what happens when, you know, someone challenges him, he goes down, he makes a rookie mistake and listen, people, he is, yes, he's a rookie in the premier class. He is human. He's gonna he's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna hit the deck. But as an uh, overall, the <laughs> guy is well in in control. So <laughs> I, I would say one of the one of the best. I mean, to to go from a rookie season uh, is four fifty rookie season um, like this outdoors right now. I mean, it really could have it could have not gone any better so far. I mean, yes, yeah. had a little had a little tip over. Um, very treacherous conditions. He wasn't, in my opinion, really under pressure. He had to stay, he had to keep his pace up that he was running, but he really wasn't under pressure. He had already got a gap on Kenny. Um, there wasn't like, it was a cat and dog fight there. It was a little bit of a breather gap and, and man just started washing the front. And then at the last second it caught spit him off. So, um, very easily to very easily to do right there in that section because it's right. a long downhill to the right sweeper. As you can see, you have the very tacky material like we talked about, and then the shiny material also through there. So anything could have happened. It could have been, you know, the just grabbing the rut wrong, a little too much weight on the front, or I mean, there could there's a hundred different things that could have happened in that, or um, you know, so uh, man, I just it's, uh, yeah for the for the ones that are. Hating on him right now for oh under pressure. I don't see it. No, I you're watching, you're watching a different either. TV channel than I am. Yeah, I I know it's crazy. I see all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like. And then if he does go down, they're like, oh my goodness, this guy. Look, he made a mistake. I'm like, dude, he's gonna crash. Like, dude, and, and Ricky, to to your point, like, how many mistakes has Jet made in so far? <laughs> None yeah. so far. I mean, that was this was his first weekend with a mistake, really, right? So yeah, um, um I yeah. talked a lot about Ken. Um, uh, we have a sound bite, but dude, I thought it was awesome. It's super hard to do what he did mm. to come in, you know, four races in, not having a lot of time on the bike. I spoke to him uh, Saturday morning and he gave me some insight on what was going on and just a little bit of time that he had to test on his machine there. But uh, we got some sound. Let's roll a little bit and see what he talks about coming back. Yeah, I, I am beyond stoked. You know, the support that I've been getting from the fans made this so worth it, you know, and uh, this was a brutal track to come back to, you know, I've had two days of outdoors this week, and uh, I can't believe I got second after being seventh in the first moto, so that's so rad, and uh, I did this for my son and my family, you know, it's Father's Day weekend, and yeah, we pulled it off second all the way, and uh, yeah, I might have to come back for a couple more, I think. <laughs> that's cool. Isn't that cool? Like, I look back on, like, on our careers, it would have been really special to to be able to share those moments with our kids, man. That that's yeah, just... I to totally agree. All I have is YouTube now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think you did a good job. Um, you know, uh, it's hard to do, as you know that, dude. Especially on those track conditions, he probably wasn't anticipating that. I can only speculate. Um, when we watched this, like, we watching the video of when Kenny fell down. This was yes. uh, the first moto. And unfortunately, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't, you know, he couldn't get it going. So the old kickstart wasn't working there. But uh, when these bikes get hot, they're so, so hard to crank back. But he, I think he tried to turn out of the rut a little early. And mm -hmm. uh, that's what that's what happened. I believe he ended up saying that after the pack. Do you think that 
And this is where I think we're starting to see RV, like the importance of going into those playoff rounds and having the highest seed and what that means and not giving a guy like Coop took the, I think he, he surpassed Sexton and the SMX points after uh, his performance this weekend. Do you think that Ken is doing this because of that? Or do you think he's really coming out here and racing uh, because he, he just wants to race? Um, so obviously I'm just gonna, I'm gonna spitball here, but if I'm Kenny and that is a priority, which I believe it is a priority for him, for his team, um, to do the S the last SMX rounds, I think he needs to get up here, right? He needs to come out and and put in some good performances, even though he's not racing all of them, but just like a seven, two for second overall, like those are some valuable points for, for the SMX world championship, right. Coming into the, those playoff rounds. So um, and also too, like, um, you know, maybe he said, I am just coming out to have fun. I'm tired of sitting on the couch. That totally could be it too. But you, you know, that there's a little bit of like, Hey, I know I need to get back, back to racing a little bit. I can't just sit all summer off and then expect to come out and be my best at these last three rounds, especially when we only have three, right? It's, it's not like you have a 17 race series where I'll race myself into like where I need to be. You need to be sharp coming into you because there's only these three rounds, right? So right. I think, um, you know, coming out, getting some racing experience uh, or, you know, getting some more racing under his belt for this year, just so he's not stagnant sitting on the couch. Um, I know these guys keep riding, but still there's nothing. You can never replace racing the motorcycle. Um, and it puts himself in a better position for that SMX, uh, you know, those last three playoff rounds. Yeah, you go in uh, with a higher seed. Yep. yep. So I, I believe that's probably what it is, but Kenny, I mean, you've worked with him. I've been, but I was, or am buddies with him, but yeah. what, trained back with him back in the day, pretty nonchalant, you know, easy going, fun, fun guy to be hanging around. So he probably was like, yeah, let's go race, you know? And, and then it'd be like, it'll help me out for this, do this. We'll be able to test the, you know, like I'm sure that's kind of how it is. I don't, he's not an overthinker. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, nevertheless, I think it's great for the series. I think it's twofold. Number one, to your point, I think it's I think it's great to go for sure go into the SMX playoff rounds with the highest seed possible because you don't want to be spotting a guy like Coop. Say Coop gets everything turned around, there's not going to be a lot of whoops at uh, at these SMX rounds, uh, and you know, like I feel like that's that's his his worst game that he yep. has in Supercross. Cooper's concerned, so he'll ha- he'll be closer than what he was in supercross because of just no whoops or as many whoops if you will so i you know i know if i was racing you i wouldn't want to go you know start the series out five points back so i think it's too mm-hmm. fun it's great dude i think it's great that he's doing it. it's great for the fans one thing uh, i will talk about for the 450 is like watching ap feel so bad for him i think that when he fell this weekend there's a shot like there's AC going around the outside. Aaron's going to go to the inside. I think he makes that pass. Have, have this not happened. I believe he knew it, he was going to get the lead and he just laid that bad boy in there. <laughs> there was n- nothing to lean against. He goes over it. So do you think that he's almost feel like he knows he's riding well and he's comfortable, but he's, he's over trying. That's just, that's my opinion. He's probably in a position right now where he's, he, his, like you said, his writing is, is there mm-hmm. um, or within the ballpark of where he needs it to be. And for the finishes that he wants, but it's now it's, it's, it's eluded him for so long. Now it's probably becoming this pressure on his shoulders. I would maybe think um, uh, because look, that was, you know, look, I know the track was gnarly, but that was a pretty, 
to me, a very simple or mindless mistake there came in and sat into the bike a little too hard and, and the berm gave away, went, went out from underneath of him. Um, you know, those little, those little mistakes, trying too hard type thing, you know, like almost go slower to go faster in this, this scenario. Um, yeah, I, it's tough. He's had a, he's had a, he's had a tough, um, tough season so far. You know, I think what if, what could, if you put that out there of like, if you would have got his first supercross win, would that have changed his trajectory, um, in riding and mental, um, and physical side of, of his racing to get yeah. that in supercross that eluded him last lap, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing. I, 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 I can, t- I can, you've, I mean, I've never worked with Roger personally just from motocross nations, but I can tell you, Raj probably isn't too stoked right now. No, 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 no. He's not. Raj is, I mean, yeah, you, you haven't, you haven't other than motocross of nations, you haven't had the opportunity to work for him and dude, he's, he's cut from the same cloth as you and I, I mean, mm. he'll give you some rope for a little bit, but you better perform. And when you continue to make, you know, mistakes. And especially when you have the speed, it doesn't go over well with Raj and uh, he loses his, his patience really quick. And you know what? I, I mean, I love AP, but he's better than what he's doing now. And he's making mistakes that uh, he should probably try to tighten up a little bit, mm. being honest. And uh... all right. Well, you know what, dude, we got a, uh, this is one of my favorite segments of, of the show. RV is where we uh, take care of our great fans, our loyal, our loyal viewers and listeners. Uh, Quadlock is a, a great partner of, of ours. And every week we do a Quadlock case uh, question of the week. And this one is kind of outside of racing. And the reason that uh, you, you win uh, James underscore coat underscore. We appreciate you uh, tuning in the title. 24 every single week, whether you listen, whether you view. So James asks, he says, it was for both you and I, he says, after watching this week's race at high point, it makes me wonder why can't the progressive X-Star Suzuki team put an electric starter on Ken Roxon's bike? And before we get to some other questions about the weekend and all this stuff, James, we appreciate that question. And this is why you win it because we can elaborate on it. I'll take this one. Um, when we had RCH RV, um, we went to Japan a couple times with Suzuki and we spoke with them. They're like, Hey, you know, at minimum, you have to have the electric start. You're already the heaviest bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You have the least amount of technology in the bike, but you, you know, you just, just go ahead and put, put it on the, you know, put it on there. And they said, well, we don't want to make the bike more heavier. And then then it got down at the end of the day. This is what it's about. Um, it's about cost. And mm-hmm. you just can't put an electric start for people who don't understand why they don't do it. From what I know, um, you just don't put an electric start on. What you have to do is you have to completely configure and change the casting of the cases to be able to fit the electric starter in there. That changes everything. That costs money. And when at the end of the day, this is a business for Suzuki. And when you're not selling enough motorcycles to justify what um, that cost is going to take for them to change the casing and the moldings uh, and the castings to have an electric start, they're not willing to put more money in or at the time they weren't. And it appears that they still aren't. Uh, they weren't willing to make that um, investment that it would take because they weren't sure that they could recoup that money. From a business standpoint, that's smart. 
Um, you know, if you and I were owning Suzuki, I would probably try to get the uh, cart in front of the horse. I think that maybe, you know, I would gamble. If you're a gambling man, mm -hmm. you would do that. But long story short, I know that I've rambled on. It's a business decision, people. And, you know, they don't feel like putting an electric start or at the time, they didn't feel like putting an electric start on the motorcycle um, was what they would have to spend. There was a, it was too big of a gamble financially for them to do that. So. And I think, you know, to, to your point, Ricky, like they at the time with when you had RCH and you went over there, yeah. Suzuki was still. They were no longer factory racing. Actually, from remember they, you guys, right. you guys were the factory team. So they've already had pulled back a little bit, um, and then you guys, they gave you guys the the full reign of of going racing from a from a privateer or not privateer, but a, a privately owned team. And it's same thing now. I mean, I, one thing has to be said though. I will say is really from um, the development side in the U S I mean, Suzuki's a very, very underdeveloped motorcycle. So I personally think like, um, the guys over there, the Dustin pipes and, and pipes, the family that own the team, um, the progressive, the twisted T that whole setup over there, like for Kenny to be able to come out and ride, um, yeah. number one, that track was gnarly to ride it the way he rode it with not a lot of time on, uh, or developing uh, that 450 outdoors, um, pretty damn good platform. I would have to say you don't, you don't come out and out, out swinging like that on something that's doesn't have a, a good foundation underneath it, underneath of its wheels. So, um, you know, I kind of heard some crickets maybe through somewhere on vital that maybe there is an electric start coming for next year. Um, but it, uh, you know, that is all hearsay. We'll, we'll find out, but, um, but yeah, amazing job by the, by, by those guys to, to get Kenny, out there to race supercross like they did and be a contender in supercross and, and now jump into yeah. just jump in fourth round and, and be a contender for for some moto wins that's yeah that's, massive, that's massive a lot yeah massive shout out dude and you just crush it with that uh with those views and analysis on that and you're exactly right you know massive shout out to the pipes family and that whole the whole crew at hep and make no mistake about it dude they got some they got some pretty good personnel over there that's been around, that has a lot of experience. I mean, Larry Brooks, for example, you take him. I mean, dude, the guys worked with the best guys in the business. Jeremy yep. McGrath, James Stewart, Chad Reed. I mean, he and he's worked, you know, he's Yamaha forever. He's a professional racer. Um, dude, he knows what he knows what the heck's going on. So, I mean, this is a this is a great race team. And, you know, like just because it doesn't have an electric start doesn't mean that the bike doesn't work properly and you can't make it win. And Kenny is a testament to that, you know, so great job by the whole H H E P team. I'm pumped for you guys. It's tough to do uh, tough to race against these manufacturers that do they have deep pockets of, of course they do. So uh, kudos, definitely kudos to them. And James Cote, we appreciate you. Um, if you uh, just direct message us, we'll put you in contact with a quad lot case and uh, get, get you sorted out. Uh, you know, one thing about Kenny too, I think, and the Suzuki is, I think that uh, the effort that the, the AGT team is putting in and the, the, the results they're getting, this will, this might ignite, you know, a fire with Suzuki and, and get him to update um, that motorcycle. And if it's going to be electric start here soon, um, cause obviously we see what happened. He, he laid it over, nothing crazy. Bike was on its side, got it up, couldn't get it in neutral. 
then he couldn't start it. You know, all those problems would have that seventh would have probably stayed a, a third, let's call it, you know? So um, let's hope they're watching because it's, it's, we need another manufacturer like that involved and um, you know, hopefully soon they'll have an electric start and be a little more competitive in a scenario like this. Right. We got some other uh, fan questions, RV. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go global with our fans, bro. Let's do it. Yeah. Ben Mulrin. Hey guys, big fan from Oz. Appreciate you, Ben. Uh, question for the show that I'd love your views on. How long do you think Jet can stay at this level for? His approach to racing seems more laid back than RV and Dungey. Do you think this will translate into him being able to stay in the sport at the top level longer than others? Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Multi-time champions. Good question. What do you think, dude? You know, I do. I, I, I do. I do think they've definitely changed up from from your your career, my career, the yeah. Dunge. Um, I, I think everybody's kind of has a different outlook on on their racing career uh, today versus myself, Dunge and you, um, you know, so I think that alone is going to, going to help, but also being in, in Jet's position, you know, I think, uh, look, you're getting pulled in a, in a, in a hundred different ways. And I've kind of heard this cause I, I know some very close people to his group, you know, like it's, uh, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming and it's not, we didn't retire from the competition side, right? Like, or the necessarily the, the work load. It was, it was a combination of all that mixed together. But, and ultimately for me, I can only speak for myself is just the, 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 the being in the pressure cooker of winning right every single year and trying to back that up. So I will say if his jets career keeps on the trajectory that it's on, no disrespect to anybody else out there, but, um, He's not being challenged very much currently, which mm -hmm. is a lot easier pressure wise. It's not like every single time you line come and line up next to the gate and, and you're like, okay, who do I have to deal with today? Is it going to be Chad? Is it going to be James? Is it's always going to be Dunge, you know, for me. Yeah. Um, so that I think is, you know, I mean, let's face it. Like that is, that takes a lot of pressure. Um, and it, and it also is a lot funner to go racing when, when it's, a little easier. Right. And I'm no, not saying it's easy because he's putting in, he's, he's working like a dog. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, dude. I, I think like, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I, I feel like there's an impression out there that people think that he does, they're, they're not working super, super hard behind the scenes. And like you and I, we're, we're kind of guilty of giving that uh, impression because we're sitting here talking, well, he's only 70%. He probably is only 70% at the races, but that doesn't mean he ain't busting his tail during the week, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, that's when that's when all of our work gets done, right? You don't show up on Saturday and say, hey, we're going racing today. Let's see what we can do. No, you're, you're that's the Saturday is almost, it's the, Eldon used to always say, Saturday is the lightest day for you because you only got two <laughs> motos and, you know, like practice where, you know, there's no gym involved. There's no road bikes involved. There's, there's no, you know, uh, two thirty plus twos plus sprints and the rest of it, you know, all that's done during the week. And I know that Dazzy, which is the, which is Hunter and Jet's dad and, and yeah, the program Darren. that they're running. Yeah. Darren, um, out there is they are, they are, they're out there from sunup to sundown, let's call it, you know, they're putting in their time and their work, you know? So, yeah. um, that's why he's able to ride at 70, 80% during the weekends right now is yeah. because of what's done during the week. That's right. You, you work your tail off during the week. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. To make your weekends easy. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I was cruising through the pits, saw the uh, uh, Monster Energy Star Yamaha boys working those Boxo USA tools. Uh, everyone get over to uh, boxousa.com, check those guys out. Uh, remember, lifetime warranty, um, super easy plan. If you have an issue with one of your tools, boom, take a picture, send it to them, and send your parts on, and they will uh, replace them. Uh, they they got some great product and uh, just an absolute great great company. Super super motivated to uh, bring the best stuff and uh, we appreciate uh, your partnership. And then of course uh, United Motorsports. I got to spend some time with uh, one of my great friends from United Motorsports this weekend. Uh, uh, you know who he is, Ryan Duff. He's uh, his little son is sponsored by United Motorsports, so uh, they're from around that area. So, uh, oh, nice. Six locations, yeah, within Ohio and uh, Kentucky. If you're ever uh, in and around that area, pop in. You can get yourself uh, some Boxo tools. You can check that out. And um, and it's uh, good people. Good people run that. But yeah, Duff was there this weekend. They came to race, and uh, his little guy was going to race on Friday, but then of course they got uh, uh, they got rained out. But yeah, got NightedMotorsports.com. Check it out. They're good stuff, good people, and I think you'll be pretty happy with uh, what they're bringing to the table. Before we talk about looking forward to the off weekend and all that stuff, I want to go keep it global side. And uh, did you see Hurlings is out again? I did see that, yes. Uh, Tertiental ended up – I actually watched the video, talked to Rubes also. Um, yeah, what, what, what happened? I didn't see it. It uh, came around to uh, – uh, it was a left-hand sweeper and rear tire kind of uh, got, got loose and started coming out on him. And then it was really weird. The front grabbed something and it, and it really fast crash, kind of a fast section coming up to a, a tabletop, I think, and just kind of nosedived right in with his, with his body into the takeoff. And it was hard, very hard pack there. And um, I had heard there was a, a little numbness in his, one of his fingers or something. Um, Cause he ended up did, did do something to something in his neck or, you know, region. Um, but man, I mean, what do, what do you say? I mean, about what I think 102 or 103 MXGP um, wins the most ever. Um, but consistency, once again, like these, like you gotta be, that's where jet is so good. And Hunter's so good is they don't, you know, they're very calculated on what they do and when they hang it out and man, hurling's, Really, if he doesn't win, he's he's hurt, and he could have won a lot more over the past few years if he hasn't if he wouldn't have been so much gotten hurt so often. Yeah, he went on. Uh, did you see when I got uh, <laughs> I threw gasoline on the fire, <laughs> and they I don't know he did gypsy, and um, I was listening to a little bit of it, and um, you know then they started comparing him against you and yeah, you know, who, would money, who would my money be on? And I'm like, well. I mean, I think your MO and my MO is, is the same as, dude, we're, we're championship guys. 
you know, yeah. and for me, I'm not going to speak for you and you, you can say, say after I say it, but dude, I would trade, I would trade, I would trade however many super crosses for two, you know, a couple more titles, any, yep. you know, wins as far as that goes, because at the end of the day, um, from a money standpoint, you, you know, that's what pays the big dollars. That's what we're paid to do is win championships. And I'm paying a guy, yes, to win races, but ultimately I want to pay my guy to win championships. And so that's what I said. I'm like, well, it depends. Uh, if, if you want race wins, um, I, you, you'd probably go with hurlings. But from a championship standpoint, I think everyone knows who my money was on, which obviously was you. And it got so many people riled up. Fired up. Right. Like yeah, it's, 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 well, it's funny. I, I was watching Gypsy or I seen the Gypsy Tales thing and I think it was, they were asking about, um, Lomel when I went over to Lomel. Yeah, that was and, it. And, uh, and Jeff Rose like, oh, I, we didn't, I said, and it was Rubes was working for him at the time. Right. So, and I'm really close with Rubes cause of Ben Townley and so are you, you know, so I still yeah. talk to him over WhatsApp and all this and, yeah. and, um, and he goes, we didn't know. I looked over at Rubes and he goes, we didn't know if that was his mechanic out on the bike or him. And I'm like, and you know, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like I wasn't very good there. Like for sure. I was okay. Um, but then I was talking to Rubes. I said, I off the couch right now today, I guarantee you, I wax his ass out at the supercross track. It's just, yeah, you, you take a guy from here and bring him over there. It's going to be very hard to learn. And you take a guy from over there and put him in supercross in our element. It's the same, yeah. same, same sort of thing. Right. So um, I thought it was funny, you know, um, yeah, and, I, and, and even Rube said, he goes, Jeff will be the first one to I'm out. I ain't riding supercross. I tried yeah. that. I tried that <laughs> once and I'm just put me back on the plane. Yeah. It, I will tell you though, dude, hurlings, dude, that guy has had some serious pace for a really long time. Really, really fast. Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. watching the video of hurlings. This is after he gets back. I didn't realize he got back up on the bike. He ended up riding around. Yeah. I, I think he finished the moto, but I don't, it was, it wasn't good. Um, he had to ride around pretty slow and I then, and then come to find out there was something broke, um, in the neck region or back upper back region there. Yeah. It was, it was a tough, it was a tough crash. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey, we got uh, much respect for you, dude. And, That's right, uh, buddy. Hate, yeah, man. Hate to see that, you know, hang, 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 uh, hang in there. Uh, feel better hope that uh, everything will be okay and, and you'll be you'll be back out there and then maybe one of these days at the nations we can have some more uh, beverages together can you imagine me you and him having some beverages but does he does he turn it up like we do or no i don't i don't know i don't know i haven't um i haven't been in that situation with him but uh i think you at motocross nations it just brings a different a completely different vibe um and and it's one of the it is by far anybody listening that's never been um i i tell you to definitely get out go to a motocross nations redbud's always a great one got to support redbud but i always really like um to go to europe oh yeah um, and race over there uh the vibe is just insane not that it's not at redbud because it's great at redbud um go and do that one also. But if you can get to Europe, go try Europe at one out. Cause it's, it's really, really uh, phenomenal. You know, I think it would be, I think it'd be pretty cool. To see one of these guys uh, from the MXGP series, come over and race uh, one of the SMX rounds, playoff rounds. That'd be a lot of fun to see that. Hopefully that uh, would be enticing yeah. to these guys, especially if they're out of the championship uh, before we, uh, before we cut, cut off, 
Um, promo code TITLE24, 10% off uh, at all of our uh, partners, United Motorsports, Quadlock Case, and Boxo USA. Uh, just use the promo code, like I said, TITLE24 for 10% off completely uh, site-wide. Don't forget about that. I should have hit that when we were making the sponsor reads and, and thanking them. Um, weekend off, and then we go to Redbud. Uh, I will not be at Redbud. I am going to be out of town. I'm going to be in the Bahamas. So don't don't get at me. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I think uh, I don't think I'm going either. Fourth of July weekend or yeah, leading yeah, into it, right? So RV, that's tough, dude. When you got to to our spot where we've sacrificed a lot of years being gone, especially on Fourth of July weekend. I like to be a normal normal dude on Fourth of July, right? Exactly. Yep. I'll be doing the same. Hey, what would you do? What would you do on off weekends? Like, say you're racing. Like, what would you do? Off weekends. So obviously we would kind of ramp up a little bit in the riding department there during Monday through Friday, since we didn't have to travel um, on Fridays. So, but as for on the bikes and on the bike, off the bike, gym stuff, workout like that, wasn't much of a difference. We'd probably add one. Um, so like on a Tuesday, we, it would be two motos. Thursday would be also two motos instead of normally Thursdays for uh, when I was racing was one thirty and then some shorter sprint stuff. And then yeah. we'd fly out Friday. So we would get back into doing two on Thursday. Um, and maybe just a little bit of light riding on Friday. And then I would try to, uh, I mean, we were still bike ride hour and a half on, on Saturdays. But then after that, I'd try to go and, um, we were right on, um, I was in Claremont. So I was right on Mineola, the lake. So I'd try to go out in the wakeboard boat as long Sweet. as it wasn't smoking hot, you know, cause <laughs> that's one thing I tell these guys like, I know it sounds fun. Golf sounds fun. Wakeboarding sounds fun. All this stuff sounds, but the sun is the, it, it drains your, your, the life out of you. So yeah. you gotta be very careful, um, to not be stuck out there on the boat, you know? So which is a catch 22. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to do this. But then Monday I was hung over just from the sun alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you're lucky that you're, you're luckier than me. Cause I wasn't hung over from the sun <laughs> on Mondays after weekend off, dude, I'd be in Destin going large. I was like a cage lion yeah. like, like, <laughs> their stuff on Thursdays. And I'd be like, okay, I need to get like, I need to get like six forties in this week. Right. I'm going to do it like Monday, Tuesday. I do sprints on uh Wednesday. I'd ride four days in a row just be wow. smoke so I could get out of there Thursday. I'd have Friday off. When I say Friday off, and you know this, just because we had off, we're not talking from cardio. We still had to do cardio. But I'm like, I'm out of here when we're done on Thursday. And it was uh, Friday and Saturday was uh, full-blown. Thursday was recovery. And normally Mondays, those first day backs were a little Tough. Was a little rough. Yeah, always. And like I said, just it's uh yeah, it's it's tough. And I think that's what I, I've said this before on the show. I think that's what I admire about um the guys today. They're yeah. they're able to they're they're learning to separate the business and the racing side um and still have a good time when they're not um racing where for me I just I I, I even if I wasn't racing a weekend off, whatever, I was still kind of I, I was still stuck in that in that rut of we're going racing. We're going racing. I couldn't, I couldn't detach myself from it. Um, yeah. and I, and I think, um, that isn't good in a lot of ways. I think to keep the fun in it, to keep the, keep you energized for a longer career, I think you got to learn to separate yourself from the racing side of it. 
Yep, certainly. Yeah, I'm definitely envy of, of those guys today for sure. Great, great point. Uh, I know we got the weekend off, but uh, still some still some motorsports actions and things to uh, keep in uh, keep in mind. Uh, SMX Insider with Weijin JT comes out Thursday at 2 p.m. on YouTube. Going into an off weekend doesn't mean there uh, isn't much more motorsports to watch, dude. Epic, so pumped. Saturday it all starts with. NASCAR's return to NBC as Xfinity Series kicks off at 3 p.m. Sunday. Grab grab that screen again. The action starts with IMSA. WeatherTech Sports Car Series, six hours at the Glen. 10.30 a.m. Eastern starts on Peacock, then moves to USA at 2 p.m. For you two-wheel fix guys, hey, check out MotoGP at TT Assen. I've never been there. I want to go there. That's at 1.30 Eastern on CNBC. The NASCAR Cup Series kicks off the charge to the playoffs in Nashville under the lights. It starts at 7 p.m. on NBC. Man, I love it. Uh, we were there for Supercross. That's definitely going to be a party. I raced NASCAR uh, or uh, Nashville in the truck series, and I ran out of talent. But uh, make sure you check that out. I'm super, yeah, I'm super excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. RV. Uh, we got one in the can. We need to thank, uh, everyone for watching. Um, we appreciate all your guys' support wherever, uh, wherever you watch, uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you download your podcast or on all the, uh, podcast applications. Uh, make sure you tune into us, uh, motorsports on NBC YouTube page. And of course, um, uh, Peacock, we are on demand on Peacock. So you can go back and watch some previous um episodes if you would like uh we appreciate all the interaction that um everyone that you that you give us and and you do for us we love the questions i will say the questions um ramp them up a little bit next week for sure um some of the questions that we don't answer i don't want you guys to get bummed but a lot of it is because uh some of the questions our answers that we give on the analysis, like during the races, kind of answer the questions. So if you can kind of think of some questions that are maybe not so much related to the actual race that weekend, that would be helpful for RV mm -hmm. and I. But uh, nevertheless, totally. we, appreciate it. we appreciate all the viewers, all the listeners. Again, like, subscribe, comment, and uh, make sure you check us out. Have a great, uh, great trip this week with your family. That's going to be epic. You deserve yeah. it. You work hard for it. I know the kids are going to... Uh, have a great time and uh, send us some pictures. I will. We'll be up in uh, Craig, Alaska, catching some King Salmon, hopefully, and get some good weather. So we're stoked. Look forward right. to it. Make sure you catch enough and, uh, you know, uh, send some down this way. Right? That's right. Vacuum pack it and seal it up and send it on. That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.